like Minnie Pearl. I'm just so proud to be here. Amen. He's real. Even if you're going through a hard time, he's real. Even if you can't figure out what he's doing, he's real. Even when the atheists say he's a fairy tale, he's real. He's real. <laughs> How you know he's real? Because he's jumping up and down inside of me right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Take, take your Bibles. Take your Bibles. We're going to try this. <clears throat> Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. I, I, I want to I share a word with you this morning. It's going to kind of seem a little different, and, 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 and it's going to seem like we're, we're going to start on one subject, and then we're going to end up on another subject. But it'll all fit when we get it all together. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. This is November. We are, we, are looking, uh, we are looking at the month of Thanksgiving. This is the month when a lot of people get on Facebook and start, start posting what they're thankful for every day of the, of the month. And, 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 you know, this is just a day that we can focus on Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, some of us focus on turkey and dressing. Say amen. There's coming a day I'm going to gobble till I wobble. Say amen right there. But it is. It's, it's a month of Thanksgiving. It's a month when we can, we can focus on that. Now, here's the deal. Uh, why is that so important? Why is being thankful so important? Uh, I, I believe at the end of this, we'll be able to say, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. And it's not going to be what you think, all right? So trust me in this. Trust me in this throughout the message. Uh, when it seems like that I'm going nowhere, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. <laughs> all right? He's going somewhere. Look in, look in Romans chapter number 1 <clears throat> and, and verse number 18. Romans number 1, verse number 18. How many of y'all have already enjoyed being with the Lord? Amen. Yes, amen. In Romans... We find that the, 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 the subject of Romans, the theme of Romans, is the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. How many of y'all believe God is right? God is right. He is righteous. He is holy. He is just. He is pure. Uh, he is righteous. And he begins to explain in detail the righteousness of God. But the only way he can explain to you the unrighteousness, or excuse me, the righteousness of God, he has to explain the unrighteousness of man. The unrighteousness of man. And then as we read this, we're going to see the unrighteousness of man, but thank God the righteousness of God. It says in verse number 18, Romans 1, 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Men seem to be getting away with stuff in the day we're living in, but trust me, their day's coming. It's coming. They hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, the word hold there means to suppress. They know what's right, but they hold it. They suppress it. They refuse to believe and acknowledge the truth. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Preacher, what are you saying? When the atheist looks at Mount Everest, he's without excuse. 
When he looks at Saturn and Pluto and the sun and the moon and the stars and he looks at the creation of God, he's without excuse. Everything in our world teaches us intelligent design. Are y'all with me? Because, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. This is what they did. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. When they refused to acknowledge God, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, because of that, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up. In other words, when you see those two words, it means God took his hands off of it. That's the way you want to be. That's the way you want to behave. That's the way you're going to act. Have at it. Look what happens. He gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that which recompense of their uh, error, which was meat. Now, if everybody that says about same-sex marriage and same-sex relationship, that's Old Testament stuff, you're reading the New Testament. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, here we go. Here we go. Verse 29. Being filled with all what? Unrighteousness. Now, he, now we begin to explain and detail and describe unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, it says fornication. That's unlawful sexual activity. Whether it's uh, married and, and messing around with somebody who's not your wife or not being married and messing around. It's all fornication. It's all wrong. Wickedness. Covetousness. That's wanting what somebody else has. Never being satisfied. Never being, being greedy. Maliciousness. Mean, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, boat or haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. I, I don't know about you, but the day we're living in, the day we're living in, the dentist, the dentist if all these kids could go back to 1920, uh, the dentist's office would have a lot of business. Because if the kids today talk to the parents of 1920 like they talk to the parents of today, they'd be picking up their teeth off the floor. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. Without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affection, I've never seen the day that mothers and fathers turn on their children like today. 
It seems like every day you see a, a story where a parent has killed or shot or buried or, 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 or drowned their own child without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Now, if, you, if, you, if you've ever been on Facebook, you know 32 is telling the truth. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Now watch. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Listen, Facebook will reveal to you just what kind of shape our country's in. Are y'all with me? Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, honor your word. In Jesus' name, help me deliver this truth like you delivered it to me. I pray for your perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. If you'll give me just a few moments, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do an investigation. How many, how many of y'all like those TV shows where they're investigative uh, doctors and stuff and, 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 and like outbreak and, and, and stuff like that where they got to, they got to try to find out where the, where the, the sickness came from. And I, I know y'all may not like that, but I love that kind of stuff. I'm all in it, man. Let's, let's find out what monkey has created this plague. Say amen. All right, so that's what we're going to do today, and I, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. How did we get from, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created everything there was. In the beginning, God dug into the dust of this ground and formed man out of the dust of this ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. How did we go from man in the garden, fellowshipping with God, walking with God in the cool of the day, having a real, a real relationship with a real God? Somebody say amen. How did we go from that here in the beginning, real God, real relationship, one-on-one communication, walking and talking, fellowshipping together, to 2015, where if you claim to be a believer, you're mocked as an idiot. Where people will spit in your face and tell you that you're crazy, you're weak-minded if you believe that there's a God. Atheist. How do we get from that? How, how do we get from that to having bakers find thousands and thousands of dollars for standing for their, their religious beliefs, yet Muslims can stand for their religious beliefs and be awarded $240,000. If you're not angry yet, you got issues. How, how can we go from that to a a high school coach who gets in the middle of the field with his players to thank God that nobody got hurt and to thank God for his blessings and to ask God's protection over these young people to guide them and direct them, and he is fired. 
how'd we, how'd we go from that? How'd we go from that to people ordaining? I'm talking about religious institutions. And I said that, religious, I didn't say Christian institutions, I said religious institutions. Ordaining homosexual priests and same-sex marriage and all that. Listen, if they're doing that, they're lost. They don't even know Jesus. But how'd we get there? How'd we get there? Here's what we got to do. If we're going to be a good investigative doctor, we have to go back. We have to start where we are. We have to start at the at ground zero. Y'all with me? We've described the last four or five verses of Romans 1 has clearly described our country, has clearly described our world. Say, what do you, you believe? It? Yes. Hey, how many of y'all agree there's some disobedient children? There's video after video after video of children beating up on teachers. I don't care what you feel. I don't care what you think. That should not be. I think they should tase all of them. You want to do your homework? I'm being a little facetious, but not much. Disobedient, malicious, greedy, greedy. Everything that is described, everything that's described from verse 29 to 32. People not honoring their marriage covenant. This one cheating on that one, cheating on that one, leaving this one to be with that one. And all, and all going to church like everything's fine. And then we'll get an attitude if you say something. There was a day when there was a little shame. But no, we'll just mosey right on up in there, sit down, raise our hand like with it. Look at his neighbor and say, he better get somewhere. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? This is ground zero. This is ground zero. You know, what we can do, we can sit here and whine and complain and, 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 and all this kind of stuff about where we are, or we can go back and find out how we got here. I don't like this. How many of y'all? How many of y'all with me on that? I don't like this. I don't like where we're at. I don't like where our country's at. I don't like where our churches are at in our country. So let's go back. I want you, if you take a note, write this down. We see the symptoms of the outbreak. We see the symptoms of this epidemic outbreak. This is not just a Coleman thing. This is not just an Alabama thing. This is not just a California thing. We always talk about how wicked California is. Alabama is just as wicked as California. We see the symptoms, ungodliness, rampant regression. According to this chapter, this chapter teaches the opposite of what science teaches. This chapter teaches us that man did not start low and come high. He did not evolve into a greater state. God said that man started high and degressed into a lower state. Symptoms. Symptoms of this outbreak. Number two, let's look at the stages. <clears throat> the stages. How did this outbreak progress how did we how did we move from one uh, one stage to the other uh, if we'll go back listen we're going back we talked about the symptoms in verses 29 through 32 verses 29 through 32 well let's go back 
Let's go back to verse number 23. <clears throat> we find man and God. Man and God. Man uh, 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 fellowshipping with God and God with man. There came a point in a time. There came a point in a time. The Bible says in verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest unto them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What Paul is trying to say is there's no excuse for saying there is no God. Everywhere you turn, you can see there is a God. You can look straight, there's a God. If you look up, you can see there's a God. But watch what it says, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So what did they do? They changed, watch this, verse 23. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Now watch, verse 23 says it all. What are the stages of this epidemic? Well, first we see there's idolatry. There's idolatry. Write that down. Idolatry. God said in the Ten Commandments, You shall have no other gods before me. When mankind decided, We don't want God anymore. We don't want to acknowledge that there's a God. We don't want to recognize His Lordship. We don't want to recognize His rule over us. We don't even want to recognize He is present, that He is real, that He is a reality. Well, there's only one problem. There's only one problem. We were created and designed by our Creator to be a worshiper. You get that? God designed us to be a worshiper of Him. And when you decide that there is no God, you got to find something else to worship. And the first thing on the list here is they've changed the creator to the creature made. Listen, they're worshiping now somebody made in the image of man. Now watch, I'm going somewhere. I'm going, what does that have to do with us? If you don't worship God, you will worship something. That's why you have people all over this world that are bowing down to statues. They're bowing down to cows. They're sitting there starving to death and got a prime rib, ribeye walking right in front of them, but they won't kill it because they think it's a God. They are worshiping the creature instead of the creator. We have people bowing down to crickets, people bowing down to bugs. How low and how ignorant is that? But the first one on the list is man. When you stop worshiping God, you will worship yourself. Here's, now, watch how this goes together. Watch how this ties together. Listen, I don't want God to be God because if God is God, i got to do what He says. But if I am God, I can do what I want to do. I can live like I want to live. I can behave like I want to behave. I can sleep with who I want to sleep with. I can, I can do anything I blessed well please because I am my own God. That's what's being taught today in universities today. Don't ever listen to this lie. Don't ever listen to this lie. Just do whatever you need to do to be happy. What's, what's most important is to be happy. No, it's not. What's most important is to be right. Don't just do what makes you happy. Don't just do what makes you happy. There would be days it would make me happy to slap somebody right in the mouth. 
but it wouldn't be right. Are y'all with me? What the devil wants you to think, do what makes you happy. What God says, do what's right. The righteousness of God. But if man can be convinced that there is no God, that he is his own God, then he's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. Now watch. Idolatry, then immorality. Look at the wickedness that man fell to when they determined there was no God. I'm talking about such wickedness. Man with man. Woman with woman. Wickedness. Debauchery. You see, if there is no God, then there is no law. And if there is no law, we can live lawlessness. See how this works? Hey, it was no different. It was no different when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Do y'all remember when, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and, and, and brought them through the wilderness? And, and, and there they are. Moses goes up into the mountain. Moses goes up into the mountain to, to get the word of the Lord. Y'all with me? And he stayed a little bit too long. So they hired another pastor. And they said, I tell you what, we'll just create our own God. And they took their gold and they took their jewels and they melted it down and they, they designed a golden calf. They, remember what they remembered back in Egypt? Be careful about how much of the world you remember. And what happens? What happens? Here they are, they're partying. The Bible says when they begin to worship this golden calf, and they begin to tell the people, this is the God that brought you out. This is the God that delivered you. The Bible said they begin to worship that God and they begin to dance and they got naked. It's in the Bible. Why? Because idolatry results in immorality. Because when you do not follow the God, you are the God and you do what you want to do. Y'all remember this? Moses and Joshua comes down the mountain. Joshua said, man, it sounds like war down there. Moses said, it ain't war. And they come down. Y'all know the story. He comes down. He breaks the commandments, mixes it with water, makes them all drink it. And then they lie. Aaron said, we just threw this stuff in the fire and this calf jumped out. Isn't it amazing the lengths that we will go to justify our sin? But you see, we have stages. The first stage is idolatry. The next stage is immorality. Now watch. Please get this. I, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm almost done. I know what you're thinking. We don't have no calf, and we don't bow down no statue, and we don't do this. But is there a possibility you may worship your children? Put your seatbelt on. It's fixing to get a little rocky. We may, we may not worship a fat statue and burn candles to it, but we may put our children before God. We may put our spouse before God. Everybody look out now. Look out. Everybody hold your hands up. Hold your hands up just like this. Hold your hands up just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hold your hands up. This is your seatbelt. Click it. 
I feel turbulence. I feel turbulence in the future. I wonder how many people put football. The other day, Alabama and Auburn both lost on the same day, and it was like a funeral the next day. I said it. It's happened. Florida will lose a game, and I'm like down in the dumps and depressed. And the next day, and the Lord says, Really? Really? I'm not, I'm not blaming this on you. I've been the same way. Aggravated and, just let, and let it just ruin my whole day, weekend, and be grumpy at the kids and all that over a stupid game. We spend God just. Listen, ungodly amounts of money on stuff, possessions. It could be, listen, it could be anything. Well, what constitutes idolatry? Anything that's more important to you than God. If you spend more on fish and tackle than your ties, it's idolatry. Let me tell you what a person worships. Look at their checkbook. Look at two things, their checkbook and their day planner. Where they spend their time and where they spend their money. I told you, idolatry. You say, well, what's the big deal? Because idolatry always leads to immorality. It's the two stages. You see here, let's, 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 let's do it. Let's, let's walk backwards. We're, we're investigating. <clears throat> we're investigating. We're in this, we're in this, we're in the middle of ground zero. I mean, disease everywhere, wickedness everywhere, fornication everywhere, uh, 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 ungodliness everywhere, uh, covetousness everywhere, greed everywhere, disobedient to parents everywhere. I mean, we all in it. Can we see the symptoms? Say amen. Well, what do we do? We go back and we realize this is, this is a stage of immorality. Immorality is ungodliness. It's stuff that God is not pleased with. It's stuff that God has said not to do. Well, all of that stuff is immorality. Well, how do we get to immorality? Let's trace it back. Because immorality started from idolatry. You see, before we can be our own God, we got to get the real one out of the way. You know why atheists don't want to believe there's a God? Because if He is, they're in trouble. I can't live like I want to live. I can't do what I want to do. I can't behave like I want to behave. If I really believe that there's a God and He is God in my life and He is first in my life, but... Well, we're having fun, aren't we? What does this have to do with Thanksgiving? Watch. Watch. Look at your neighbor and say, He's almost there. Come on, He's almost there. We see idolatry. Idolatry in verse 23 and 25. Immorality in verse 26 and 27. I'm talking about gross immorality. That's the stages of the epidemic. Lastly, let's look at the source of the epidemic. You remember we're going, say it with me, we're going. First we looked at the symptoms, then we looked at the stages. Now let's look at the source. 
You see, man walked with God and fellowship with God and called on God. Man knew there was a God. Man, there was no, there was no question if God was real. They heard from him. They communicated with him. They had fellowship with him. They were in his presence. Y'all with me? Stay with me. Come on, I'm going somewhere. I promise. Stay with me. So what happened? What was it that triggered the stages of this epidemic? What was it that took place that caused man from going, from walking in the cool of the day with God to saying there was no God and you're an idiot if you believe there is a God. Just do whatever you want to do. Verse 21. Verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. They glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful. Okay, okay, watch. Come on, we're going backwards, we're going backwards. All right, I, I put this. I put this for the sake of alliteration. I use the word failed authorization. In other words, they didn't put God in His rightful place. They knew God, but they did not allow Him to be God in their life. Do you understand what I mean? Let me let me let me give you a word. <clears throat> Theos, Theos, Theos means supreme leader, supreme authority. We know God is God, but are we putting Him in place as God? Are we submitting to Him? Are we putting Him first in our life? Is He our priority? Are we worshiping Him and glorifying Him as God in our life? Or is He our fallback? Is he who we run to when everything else don't work? It blows my mind, the people that run in this building when all hell's breaking loose in their life and then God gets them straightened out and going the right way and then everything seems to be going good, then, then they fall back. And then all hell breaks loose again. And I don't know what, I don't know what happened, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Ask your question. Y'all remember that last song? I don't know where Jalen went, but I tell you what. Hey, that song y'all just sang was so anointed. So anointed. God is God whether you see him or not. God is God whether you feel him or not. And let me say this. God is God whether he's on the throne of your life or not. Ask your question. Is he in charge? Let's see if he's in charge. Would he have made the decisions that you have made in the last six months? Did you consult him when... Hey, I got 19 more minutes. Y'all better get with me. <laughs> Is he God in your life? You may, you may tell you what's wonderful. That we have a perfect gentleman as a God and he's not going to force you to do anything. 
That's why he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present, ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's not going to make you, but you, you must submit to him. Is God, are you glorifying him as God in your life? Now watch, we're going backwards, remember? Why did they stop glorifying him as God? Why did they stop recognizing him as supreme, as ruler and reigner of their life? Why did they stop giving him the glory and giving him the credit? Why did they stop all the, the worship of God? Why did they stop putting him in charge and giving him the authority in their life? The Bible says, neither did they glorify him as God. Watch this. Neither were they Neither were they, come on y'all, neither were they, oh my goodness, you mean to tell me that we could go all the way to a point of unbelievable debauchery and wickedness and people running around killing each other, people running around violent and wicked and hellish. And saying there is no God and you're a moron and an idiot if you believe that there's a God. We could get there simply by being unthankful. Let me tell you what being unthankful does. Saying God you wasn't right. Think about it. Watch this. Job lost everything. How many of y'all remember Job? Job was the richest man in the East. He had ten children. Wealth beyond imagination. He was a righteous man. There was a, there was a contest behind the scenes, if you will, God against Satan. And God said, Satan says, you don't deserve to be worshipped. You don't deserve what you're getting. The only reason that Job is worshiping you is because what you do for him. You put a hedge about him. You've blessed him. If you'll take those blessings away, if you'll take that hedge away, he'll curse you to your face. You don't deserve worship. See, this whole thing wasn't about Job to begin with. And God said, you do whatever you do. The Bible says he lost all of his children in one day. In one day. Can you imagine going to ten funerals in one day? One day he lost all his finances. He goes bankrupt in one day. He loses his family, he loses his finances in one day. His own wife says, man, just curse God and die. At some point he loses his own physical health. He had sore boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He couldn't stand, sit, roll over, stand on his head without being in excruciating pain. The Bible says before any of this happened that he would sacrifice. He would sacrifice constantly, not just for his own sake, but for his family's sake. He would offer sacrifices for his children just in case his children messed up. How many of us parents can relate to that? We care about our children. We're going to do that for our children. And you know what Job ended up doing? He went to the ash heap. And he began to scrape the bulls. 
Say, why did he go to the ash heap? Because he had nothing left to give. All the lambs, all the goats, all the, the calves had been stolen and taken. And Job is saying, I don't have nothing else to give. All I have is myself, but I give it to you, God. Now watch what he says. Job said, naked came I into this world, and naked shall I return. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what he's saying? I didn't have nothing when I got here, and whatever I had, God gave it to me. I just want to let him know I'm thankful for my blessings. I want him to thank him for my provision. I want him to thank I want to thank him for my life. He gave it, and if he sees fit, he can take it. It belongs to him. He didn't cease to be thankful. That's why he could say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. That's why he could say, I know my Redeemer liveth. And listen, and I shall stand in the latter day on this earth. And though the skin worms destroy this body of mine, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be thankful. Because when we cease to be thankful, we start taking things for granted. When we, when we stop being thankful, we take our spouses for granted. We take our children for granted. We take our health for granted. We take our church for granted. We take our homes for granted. We take our life for granted. We become God and say, God, you don't know what you're doing. God, you don't deserve my praise. God, you don't deserve my worship. You don't deserve. Why? Because we're unthankful. Some of us are angry at God because he's taken something out of our life or taken something away from us when we should be thankful that he allowed us the time to begin with. Oh, let us be thankful. When the age has come, let us be thankful. When it's going our way, let us be thankful. When it's not going our way, let us be thankful. When we're up, let us be thankful. When we're down, let us be thankful. When we're healthy, let us be thankful. When we're sick, let us be thankful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but this message has really convicted me. How many times I get a whining fit? Last two weeks I've been a baby. Irritable. Aggravated. Touchy. No, don't look at me that way. I know who I'm preaching to. How many of us would admit tonight? We need to be a little more thankful. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Can we do that, Jalen? Can we do that? Well, come on up here and let's do that. I have shoes on my feet plenty to eat. There's a roof over my head. I know I have nothing this world thinks I'm poor. They have no idea. As the world looks upon me, as I struggle along, they say I have nothing. But oh, they're so wrong. 
many would you stand to your feet and help me worship a little while? Would, would you help me be thankful and sing this song? Now look, sometimes we come in church and we let everybody else sing. I don't want to do that this time. I want you to sing. You say, I can't sing. Try. At least lip sync. It move your lips. If Millie Vanilli can do it, you can too.